Last um, Sunday, for those of you that were here, I shared with you a dream which I had, which I almost think it was a vision. Um, and, and I said it's very interesting. Okay, sometimes God will just drop a word, uh, even in, when, when, in a dream or you may be even be seated and God just drop a word. And we need to find out what's, why this word. And I say this was a very unusual word because it's, it was a word that we normally don't use commonly. You know, we, it's not uh, commonly used. Um, it's, this there is used, yes, but not a very common word. And this word was attrition. And... Um, we looked at the divination of that word, and I told you, I saw it, I mean, in a dream, the word was written very clearly, and I wondered, what is all this about? And then I saw some, uh, like there were some families that were struggling, relationship that are not going on very well, and so I thought maybe it has to do with the relationship, and... Um, we prayed over it last Sunday, but the Lord impressed in my heart that we have not finished with it. And I'll tell you the reason why we haven't finished with it. If those of you that can remember, um, we said it's, 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 a, it's, it's a process that is applied um, to wear you down or to reduce your strength or your effectiveness continuously. Something being pushed where you down. That takes away your energy, your emotions, and you get to a level where you are exhausted. Yeah? And you are giving up. That is what the enemy wants to achieve. You get to that level. He knows that he cannot win by hitting you just once. So he hits you one, he hits you again and again, and he realizes that you are getting weaker and weaker. And therefore, he, he now continues to hit and to hit and to hit until when you, you will give up. By that time, you are emotionally exhausted, you are not able to pray, you cannot be able to figure out what is happening in your life, you are just there and giving up. And you feel like it's, there's nothing good in you. And life is not even worth living. That's why people commit suicide. And don't be surprised. Even Christians, pastors, even, you know, ministers of large ministries have committed suicide exhaustion. It's not work-related. Sometimes people say it is burnout. No, it's literally not burnout. It is the effect of the enemy continuously bombarding you and dealing with an issue in your life that you have not managed to deal with and you have not come out to share with anybody. 
So he is pushing you and pushing you and pushing you and you seem to be, you know, to us you are okay because you are still coming, you are still worshipping and you, you know you are doing everything, you go to work but there is war inside you. There is pain that you cannot, you cannot be able to tell. How you cannot be able to be able to explain the source, the cause. You are trying your best, but it is still eating you. There are people who are seated here today that are going through that kind of process. That is attrition. attrition. The Lord wants to help us. And to confirm that this is so, when I, we finished the service, one of you, or the members, came to me and shared with me a dream that he also had the same morning that has actually everything to do. In fact, he explains it even better. Because he said, he saw now us. Us means the church, okay? And we were quite many and strong. And in good mood. I'm adding my adjectives. And then there was this lion, male lion, okay. Huge. That wanted to attack us. But because of our strength in numbers, hallelujah, and our resolve, we managed, it wanted to take our territory. We managed to push it away. Praise God. Now this is a dream. He's sharing with me the dream Sunday after the service. I wish he had shared earlier. You know? Because that would have given me more strength to share mine. But it is still okay. I think God wanted us so that we can also go through it today. And remember, we said God speaks through dreams. Yes, isn't it? He speaks through dreams. I believe he was communicating. But after some time, you know, as we continued, excited, the lion is gone. We have taken the territories. We are happy. We are moving up and down. Our numbers started reducing. And the other definition of attrition, actually, is reduction of numbers. Yeah? Reduction of numbers. In employment, it's abnormally used. Sometimes they say, let's just allow attrition to take place. Where people just resign, keep resigning. Maybe the company was to downsize, but they don't want to pay people. So what they do is to make it difficult for people, for the environment, so that people can resign on their own. Yeah? Because they don't want to pay. So what happens is that ah, you get wearily. And you say, enough is enough. You resign. Another one resign. Another one. By the time then they look and say, we now have the right numbers. We can restructure and reorganize. That's, those are tactics of the devil. It's the same thing he does and he uses even in church. So, the numbers reduced. Our resolve went down. 
the excitement that we had has gone down. We are no longer praying the way we used to pray. We no longer attend meetings the way we used to attend meetings. The worship team numbers have reduced. The intercessors, when they call for meeting, two comes. The rest are at home. Busy doing their own things. What they do not know is that they are under attack. They are under attack. So as the numbers reduced, then a lioness, this time not even a lion, with its cub invaded our territory. And of course, probably as usual, we thought, like Samson, we just wake up, shake myself, and the Philistine will learn. So we did the same. The same way we thought we chased the other lion, the male lion. So we thought if we could deal with a lion, what about lions? So we shall handle this female one. We tried. It gathered courage. We were not able to chase it. It realized that we cannot, we don't have the numbers. It stood its ground. It was able to take territory. And finally we retreated. And said, anyway, what can we do? That's not a good sign, is it? Is it a good sign? Now, you might look at it and say, well, that's a church. But you know that, that it's also talking about you as an individual. Because the devil starts attacking one. He makes sure that you who used to attend prayer meetings, faith free, you no longer attend the prayer meetings. We look at it, we say, ah, it's only one person who is away. We are okay. But before we realize the second one and the third one and the fourth one, what is happening? Our numbers are reducing. Our effectiveness is being reduced. Where we were able to take a lion, a lion even a lioness will not be able to take. Brethren, God is speaking to us. I said, God speaks through dreams. He gave me the dream. He also gave it to one of the brothers. I don't know who else has a similar dream. God is warning us. And I've said before um, that whenever you see God speaking, either through a dream or a prophecy, it may look like a judgment, but what God is saying, there is room to correct the situation or to make adjustment. It has not happened yet, but it can happen. But you can stop it now that you know, because information is power, isn't it? Once you know the dangers, if you know this path is slippery, you will avoid it, isn't it? If you are told that if you go through this place, you will meet with thugs, you are not a fool. You will not dare going through that. 
So what God is doing is revealing to us because he loves us that the enemy is trying to find a way of taking us down. But we cannot be taken down. Now that we know, can we decide, can we vow that we are not going to go down? Amen? We will not allow the enemy to wear us out or down. We will stand our ground and deal with the enemy. And remember we said what? The devil will always come. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says what? He, the devil, can you project that very quickly? Now we've started our, our message. Be sober. <laughs> I like that word. Be what? Be sober. Those of you that take one for the road. I believe they are not in this house. But they may be watching me from their houses. Please. Be sober. Why? And not just be sober. Be vigilant. In other words, be watchful. Be alert. Be watchful. Why? Come on. Munasoma. Angarieni. Iko nini. Stop looking it on your phone. I hope you are not on Facebook pretending that you are checking the scripture. You know, nowadays you may not never know when people are on Facebook or on Twitter in church. They can pretend they are with you, they are reading, but they are busy typing in. Please do not do that in church. Avoid that temptation of responding to your email or to your whatever. If it is the phone that you are using, only use it for the scripture. Hallelujah. I trust that you are using it for the script, but it is on the screen now. It says, be sober, uh -huh. be vigilant, because you are adversary. Who is your adversary? The devil. Adversary is enemy. The devil is not your friend. And he will never be your friend. He hates humanity. Understand this. He hates humanity. And that's why he deceived Eve. Because when God created you, he created you in his image and in his likeness. The devil was never created in the image and likeness of God. And because he is a jealousy devil, he hates you for that. That you bear the image and likeness of God. His mission is to corrupt that image. Are you understanding? I want you to see where all this is coming from. Where your battle comes from. Because you are different. You are special. You are chosen. Remember? We said what? The other we read. You are a peculiar people. And we said that word peculiar means you are God's possessions. 
God has possessed you. You are his. And that cannot be changed. You getting my point? Please understand, because if you understand who you are, you can be able to deal with the devil anytime, anywhere. You are peculiar people. You are chosen generation. God has appointed you. Out of many, he has called you. You are his. That cannot be changed. That cannot be. The devil cannot alter that. You belong to God. You are the only one who has the capacity of altering that. Believe me, it's so true. By the decision that you take, if you choose to follow the devil and embrace him, that's a choice that you have made. But God has not made that choice. Already you are chosen. In other words, you are learning away from who you are. Just like the prodigal son. I gave you the example of the prodigal son, did I? He left home, the place of comfort. The father did not send him away. He chose to go. But the good thing is, even while he was a prodigal, wherever he was, his status as a son had not changed. I want you to understand that. If you understand, you will love it. Because sometimes the devil lies to us. And we, go, we get out of our, our environment, our home environment, and he thinks that he now has us. I'm speaking to you that has been lied to by the devil. Your status does not change. You are still a son. You have an opportunity to come back home if you choose to come back home. So you can resist the devil and he will free away. You are not tied there. You can come out of where you are. Don't tell me I've been unable to overcome this. No, no, no. You can. You can. And you shall be able to overcome whatever it is. Amen? So the devil hates you because of who you are in God. And we said you are peculiar. You are chosen. You carry the image and likeness of God. That is what the devil wants to corrupt. Don't be a fool. To allow him to take that which is yours, that gives you identity. And identity, you know, distinguishes you from himself and his kingdom. So that's why you are told, be sober. Because when you are sober, you cannot be lied to. You cannot be tricked when you are sober. But be drunk. Yeah? You'll not even know that that is a door. You'll be asking for the door when you're at the, at the door. And you can be taken anywhere because you're not sober. That's why the, the, Bible, the word of God is telling us, be sober, my brother, my sister. 
Don't allow anything to come into your life that can intoxicate, what is the word? Intoxicate you. Yeah? Do not allow the devil. Don't give him the advantage to corrupt you in any way. But you have the power to resist the devil. So you are told, be sober, be vigilant, because you are diversely, the devil walks about like a lowering lion. Look at the dreams. Yeah? The dream shows what? Lion. That's the devil we are dealing with. Yeah? That was the devil that my brother was seeing. He has now come. He wants to take territory. But when he found that we were strong, we were sober, we were vigilant, praise God. What happened? He took off. Hallelujah. He took off. And we are able to maintain our territory. And our territory is not this compound. We're talking about the spiritual realm where we govern and dis make decisions over the city of Nairobi and the nation of Republic of Kenya. Are you getting my point? That's the territory we are talking about, which we have been given. We can make changes without going to bombers of Kenya. We can make changes without going to parliament. We can make changes without sitting in treasury. But we can influence the decisions while we are here or we are at home. When we occupy our territory, and that's the territory that the devil wants to take. Brother, my sister, you are a peculiar person. You are already anointed. And I'll show you that very quickly. But see, he's like a lowering lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. Don't be a fool. Don't give him the opportunity to devour you. And the only way he can do it is when you are not sober and you are not vigilant. If you are not aware of who you are in God, and how do you know who you are in God? If you remain in tune with him, that is, you are still praying. Not because you've been told to pray, but because that is your lifeline. That's how you feed your soul through prayers. You'll be sober when you take the right food. You'll be vigilant if you are watchful, you are praying, you are reading the word of God. Many of us have stopped reading the word of God. And more so in this era of technology, we no longer have a copy of the Bible in the house. So we rely on the phone. And let me tell you the trick with your phone. When you pick it, the first place you go to is your Facebook. Once you get there and you are WhatsApp, you will find that you have so many messages and excitement you will stay there throughout. You are likely not to go to your Bible. Believe me, let's be honest. The other day I told you, 
You know the devil works in very mysterious ways. Technology is a good thing. It's not from the devil is given by God to help us. But the devil uses it also to work for himself and to keep you away from God. How much time do you spend on Twitter? How much time do you spend on Facebook? How much time do you spend on WhatsApp groups? Answering and responding and forwarding. And many of us, we are good at forwarding anything that comes. Even before we read it, we forward. You are not obligated to read everything that is sent to you. If someone really wants you, you to get something, praise God. They can call you and tell you, I have forwarded a certain message which I think can help you. Please read. That means that message has a, is for me and it has a message. But anything that is sent to the group, please, just trash it. Stop wasting time reading everything. Because there are some of you that will never miss out anything. Yeah. You see the person you see online. Forwarding in. What is the devil doing? He is your adversary. This is attrition. He is using his tactics to wear you out. Because by the time you are through with those messages, and some of them are so discouraging when you read them, they are threatening, they are whatever, your spirit is affected negatively. How then will you go back to pray? And you wanted to pray. You won't pray. You are tired. You want to sleep. That's what the devil wanted to achieve. How many of you seated here or watching me at home are victims of that? When was the last time that you read your Bible? But this morning, how many of you went to your WhatsApp and Facebook before you came to church? Come on. Can you see how the devil works? Don't expect that he's going to, to come with, uh, with brudosas and hammers or he's going to bring prostitutes in this house and we are all seeing, no, 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 no. The devil is smart. He knows that you cannot fall into that. He is smart. He's not going to test you with what he knows that you can overcome. He will use what you think that is, this doesn't matter. It's just what's up. What am I trying to tell you? Be sober and be vigilant. You cannot be sober and vigilant if you do not read the word of God. Remember we said the word of God is life. Amen? If you want life, you only get it from where life is. There is no life in Facebook. There is no life in Twitter. There is no life in leading that James Handrich's are they still in? Do people still read them? That was my age. Which novels do they read now? What are the popular ones? Kill me quick. <laughs> Even that was our age, Mabamwai. Huh? They don't read. Yeah, they don't read. They don't have to read. Everything is already. Some, someone reads for them. They, it's sent to them. 
WhatsApp and whatever, comments. Now, brethren, let's be wise. Well, this is a very serious message, by the way. Don't go home feeling like, no, 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 no. Today, Pastor, now I'm sharing with you dreams, two dreams that are, that can affect us if we do nothing. My sister, if you do nothing, it will going to affect you. Yes, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you. Ask yourself, what is this that the devil wants? I am not going to be a victim of the devil. We saw, last Sunday we said, what? Submit yourself therefore now to, first, is it, uh, what is it? James 4, 7. Let's read that. James 4, 7. Therefore, hmm, submit to God. Hallelujah. Can you see the, I told you the antidote to deal with the devil. The medicine. What you need to take to be able to overcome him when he comes like a lowering lion. Submit, not to him, but to God. Learn to submit to God. Hallelujah. Anyone who submits is respected by the one he submits to. Even Paul tells wives, submit to your husband. As you submit your husband, you earn their respect and you receive love. Submit to God, my brother, my sister. Stop resisting God. The person to resist is the devil. It is not God. For God, we submit to him. When he comes in, we say, yes, Lord. Amen? And as I said, you cannot say you are submitting to God and you do not know the scriptures. Because how will you learn to submit if you do not even know that you are supposed to submit? Are you getting my point? You need to read your Bible. And I told you on Sunday. Because sometimes when we pick, I know how difficult it is. And I cannot tell you, I am not an expert. I would like to read and read and read. And every time I take to read it, there are distractions. It is not always that the word is exciting. Sometimes it is boring. And I feel like I want to go to Facebook and see what Baba Moy has posted. <laughs> and Lucy has posted. Some nice oranges. There's nothing wrong in posting. It's okay. I post sometimes also. Those of you that have been watching this week, I was in the farms and I posted something, some farming, whatever. There's nothing wrong in posting. But there is everything wrong if that is all that I do. If I'll do the posting at the expense of reading this word. I told you, learn to study. Even if it is one fast a day. It is better than nothing. 
Because if you tell yourself you are going to read through, because sometimes there are many, many, many plans of reading the Bible. The idea to me is not really to read through the Bible because you can read, there are many people who have read through this Bible 10, 20 times, but they still cannot be able to submit to God because they, have, they never understood what that is. They never got the revelation. They read through it. They can even quote it, but they are still struggling in submitting to God. They read it, resist the devil, but they are still struggling in, in resisting the devil. So when you submit to God, you gain the strength and the power to, to resist the devil. Are you getting the point? You cannot resist the devil on your own. No, you do not have the capacity. He is smarter and cleverer than you. But when you submit to God, you gain the strength, you gain the power, you gain the will, you gain the revelation. And then you can resist him. But you must have the word. You must have known that there is a, a scripture that says, resist the devil and he will free. Amen? That's why it is important. Read this word. He will free from you. Let me tell you, it is true. Of late... I've been listening to a, to a preacher and he has blessed me. Kevin Sedai. Kevin Sedai said, okay, one way he uses to deal with the devil and his demons is actually, one is to ignore them. Yeah? And the other one is to laugh at them. And he said this, the devil and demons like attention. When you give them attention, they will stay there with you. And they will keep you busy. But when you ignore them, and he said, no, give, let's imagine if somebody comes to you, Baba Moi, who is nagging you. Okay? If you give them attention, they keep talking, isn't it? If you keep telling them, I don't want to hear what you're saying. They'll keep telling you, I'll say it, I'll say it. It's true. Because you've given them what? And that's what they were looking for. What about when you ignore the person? What happens? As you continue to keep quiet, what are you doing? You're ignoring this person. Do you know what? The person gets affected and realizes, I'm not achieving what I want. He goes away. He said it is the same thing with the devil and his demons. When they bombard you with those issues, with whatever, just don't focus on them. Ignore them. Focus your mind on the word of God. That's the time to pick a scripture and meditate on it. Stop saying, Naniata, deliver me from this temptation. You are giving the devil the opportunity to continue oppressing you. The other one I told you, and I like it, and I've applied it, and it is working for me, is laughing at the devil. When he throws something to you, a discouragement, something to just discourage you, or to make you feel bad, I 
just look and say, you, I know you. I've caught you. And I say, ha, 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 In fact, sometimes you can find me in my sitting room just laughing on my own. And you think, I'm not crazy. No. There is someone I'm chasing away and enjoying. And the devil hates anyone who realizes that he is weak and you can laugh at him. And even his demons, they hate that. Anybody who laughs at them, they will not waste their time staying there with you. And remind them. Actually, he used another word. He said, remind them that they have been judged already and their place is hell. But for you, you've already been redeemed and your place is heaven with the Father. Where the devil came from, where he would want to go back, but he has no chance of ever going there. But for you, even if he has made you to sin, one way to resist him is to tell him, I will, I'm forgiven. I repent and these sins have been forgiven. Because the other thing the devil does is reminding people of their past. That, oh, swear do you rifanya ina 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 Oh, swear do you rifanya ina 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 And then you start getting affected. No! You have been forgiven. And there is no record of your wrongs in heaven. There isn't. For the saints of the kingdom, the book of life does not record your wrongs, your sins. The sins were erased and God forgot them. You are the righteousness of God. Therefore, resist the devil. And he will do what? He will free. Let me read you my last font for today. We can pick it from there next time. First John chapter 5. As John, 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 First Peter. Uh -huh. Verse 18. Let me first of all read that in for you. I write this thing to you who believe. Who is who believes here? Anybody who believes? I write to you these things, you who believe. Why? In the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. John is telling the believers, and you are one of them. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. Is there anybody here who believes? Then the Lord is saying through John, these things I have written to you who believe. In the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have what? Eternal life. Let me tell you the trick of the devil is to tell you that you'll get eternal life when you go to heaven. That's a lie from the devil and some religious characters that say you cannot be born again. You cannot be saved when you are. The scripture says, I write to you those of you who believe in the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. 
That knowing is a weapon that you can use and you should be using against the enemy all the time. Because your case is settled in heaven. You are the only one who can take yourself from there. God has already written your name in the book of life. As to whether you will go there or not depends on you. Because if you make a choice that you are not interested in going there, you will abandon and you will go. But you will leave God wondering, who is this that do not know the value, his, his or her value? So if you are a backslider and you are healing me, you had better come back. Because your name is already written in heaven. And God is waiting for you to come back. Because when you believed in his son, he forgave you your sins. Come back. That you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Now verse 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. Praise God. Anyone born of God does not continue to sin. You cannot continue to sin when you are born of God because you will hate sin. Amen? You will hate sin when you are born of God. So you can be able to overcome sin and the devil. The one who was born of God keeps them safe and the evil one cannot harm them. Let me read that, the, the New King James Version. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. Amen? Are you understanding? The devil is attempting. But he does not have the capacity. When we know that we are already born again. And we can defeat him. We have their power. We have the authority. We have the ability to resist. And he will free. Brethren, the wicked one does not touch you. When you know who you are. Hallelujah. Verse 19. We know that we are of God. Praise God. This is something else that you need to know. Because when you're having a conversation with the devil, when you're loving at him, keep reminding him who you are and also remind him who he is. Yes? That is what pins him down when you remind him who he is and what you will never be able to achieve and what you have achieved and you can achieve. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. This is the mystery. And it's not a mystery, really. It's very, very interesting. Let me put it that way. Why? Because the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. In other words, he has captured the rest who do not know God. When he talks about the whole world, he's talking about those that do not know the Lord. It's not about talking about the earth and the possessions. No, no it's talking about people who have refused to know the son. They are under the sway of the devil. But for you and me that are still on earth together with them, hallelujah, 
we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the devil, of the wicked one. Verse 20 says what? And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. The Son of God has done what? Has come and has given us an understanding. Brethren, you have been given understanding. Understanding of what? That we may know him. Who? Who is true? Hallelujah. And who is this who is true? And we are in him who is true. Now, do you see now the, the, the reason why you need to know yourself? And know your identity? Because if you know him, give, you've been given that understanding to know him, and you know who is true, and we, you are in him who is true, tell me at what stage will the devil be able to get you? When, but when you do not know, you are right. You can be taken to jail because you don't, you don't know you are right. In his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Let us stop there so that we can go home. But I want to announce today that the devil has no authority over us. We have the power to resist him and he will free from us. He cannot take that which is yours. You can stand and refuse because you have the understanding of who is true, who is the truth. And he is in you. The devil is a liar. You can't lose. No one is supposed to lose here. You are all winners. Rise up on your feet if you believe you are a winner. Lift up those hands and worship Jesus and let him know that you know who you are. He has made you to understand who is the true, who is true. And you are in him who is true. May the Lord bless you. Come on, just worship the Lord. Stop looking at me. Worship the Lord. Focus your eyes on him. Love him. Make an announcement to that devil that has lied to you years after years that you are a loser. You are not a loser. You are a winner. Take back your position. You are a chosen generation, a loyal priesthood. You are anointed and covered by the blood of Jesus. You have victory over the enemy. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you and provide for you. You have the authority and the power to defeat the devil. Diseases are sickness and sicknesses are not your portion. Poverty is not your portion. Coronavirus will not catch you. You are healed and protected by the blood of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you and protect you. Hallelujah. Oh, Shendarabayanda, let me bless you. Let me bless you. Let me bless you. Come on. Numbers chapter 6. 22. The priestly blessing. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord said to Moses. Tell Aaron 
and his sons. This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Amen. This is how we, we are to bless you as priests. Amen. Now listen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 27 says, so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. The name of the Lord is on your forehead. You are already marked you belong to him. When the Lord sees the name of his son Yeshua on your forehead, he blesses you. You are the blessed of the Lord. Have a beautiful, wonderful week.